Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to today's podcast guest, Angie Clay. So Angie and I met on Instagram. She was doing an Instagram takeover of a mutual acquaintance and she tagged that she lives in the neighboring town of mine. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're neighbors. We need to be friends. And it turned out that we (laughs) have mutual friends like in person. So that was really incredible. And of course, that's what always happens when you live in a small town. But once Angie and I connected, we just clicked right away and I knew I had to have her on the podcast. She is so incredible. She has built a beautiful business. Her business is Liberate and Lather. She creates handmade self-care products like candles and soap and shampoo bars and just all sorts of things. And then she's also incorporated journaling into this. And during our conversation, I was literally having aha moments as we were talking about how I could even incorporate journaling into my business growth as a way of like determining why do I want to hit this goal? Why do I want to do things instead of just choosing arbitrary numbers? Because that's like the next level in my business. I know you're going to love this. Let me tell you about Angie. So Angie is a notebook and paper junkie, bargain shopper, enthusiast, natural hair lover, and wandering nomad. She's making the most out of fat by turning it into creamy body-loving smell goods, aka soap that fuses perfectly with a hot shower. She's an avid journaler, writer, and has been doing the practice for the last 25 years. Self-care is a huge piece of creating a healthy lifestyle, and she's been able to implement this into Liberate and Lather through her Journaling for Self-Care community, where women can learn to express themselves and solve issues by using journaling as a way to explore and let go of things that hold them back from truly living their best selves. The bathing experience is just one part of the wellness journey. All right, let's just go ahead and jump right into this conversation with Angie. I know you're going to love it. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. Hi, Angie. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I would love if you would tell our guests and our listeners about yourself and your business. Okay, so my name is Angela Clay. Most people call me Angie, and my business is Liberate and Lather. And I make soap and candles. I have a beard line, shampoo bars, just kind of whatever I feel like I, I want to make or my customers request. Um, and I also feel that as having a, a beauty brand, that we sometimes focus a lot on the outside that we don't always like travel inside and work on the things that bother us. And so I started something called journaling for self-care and um, monthly people who are interested will get a list of prompts to take them through the entire month. So each day you get a prompt and then you can just write about whatever comes to your mind. And it's just to really get people looking at journaling a little bit more. Um, I know that right now it's a hot word, But um, like most things, they come in and they fizzle out. This is something that could be lifelong 
And so I really wanted to implement that side by side with the, the other products that I offer. That's so cool. Cause they really do go together. I know when I am doing well with journaling, like more consistent and really sitting down and taking the time to do it and not just kind of thinking about it, even in my like day to day, like mood and attention span, I can find myself a little more focused and you're totally right. A lot of times we think about like a bath bomb or a candle as self care and not necessarily the inside work. So they really do go hand in hand. And that's such a cool way that you've brought the two together. Thank you. Cause a lot of times, you know, you're in the tub and you have your, your petals and your oils and you're like, Oh, I feel so good. Well, that dirt goes down the drain, but the things that are in our head, it's like, there's a stopper, right? Yeah. So you can let your journal kind of be your drain, air quotes, you know? Um, so, and I think they just go hand in hand. Yeah, they really do. That's such a great perspective. So how did you get started in your business? Well, let's see. I used to be a um, mental health counselor. And so I worked on a crisis team and, you know, I enjoyed it, but it was late nights, you know, emergencies happen, right? Um, and they tend to happen in the middle of the night. And so it was a lot of work of my weekends. I worked on the weekends. I was on call and I started doing a volunteer work. And so I really wanted to be able to call my own shots. And so I started my own business. It kind of started with jewelry. And then I kept starting, stop, stopping and starting and stopping. And then finally I landed on something that I really, really loved. And that is making... Um, the products. And so it allows me to be in control of my own schedule. That yes, that is what we're craving. I actually love how you started with something completely different, your jewelry. And now it's like, you've gone through a lot of transitions. My business is only four years old, but I'm pretty sure that every year there's been a major pivot. And every time I take that change and find something that's more aligned with who I am, it makes business so much more fun, so much more easier, something I'm it about. So I think that I think a lot of entrepreneurs will feel like I have to make this one thing successful because that's what I said I was going to do. And at least that's how I felt. And every time I pivoted, at least until the last one, I felt like people are going to be watching, people are going to be judging, they're going to be, and they don't care. <laughs> they didn't care. No one cared. Maybe my past clients were like, will you still support me? And I'm like, absolutely. But for me, it was so crucial to like to grow with my business. Right. Yeah. And the ones who do care and have something to say are usually the ones that you kind of have to give the boot anyway, because it's they're never your champions or your cheerleader. They're the ones that are just kind of like, oh, man, I feel bad after I talk to you. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to send them, give them their walking papers, really, because the people realize if you ever build a business, it's such a journey and it changes you. Because the things that we make are so personal and so close to our heart that you're really being vulnerable when you share like either graphic work or pottery or soap or whatever. You know, it's just like somebody coming to your house for a meal and saying, oh, your spaghetti nasty, you know, because you don't, you know, you feel like, oh, well, the dinner's ruined, you know. So it's the same with, you know, what we put out in the world as, you know, entrepreneurs and a lot of people who aren't entrepreneurs, they don't really totally understand like the things that we do go through or what it really means for you to hold that piece of artwork in your hands. Like what really went into that end result? Yeah, that's, that's so true. I love that. So one of the things that I love about your business is you also do white label wholesale 
And you have used that as a way to grow your business. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm not really like the Beyonce. I'm more like the backup dancer. And so I really feel like um, white labeling or, you know, wholesale and, you know, white labeling mainly um, allows me to be the backup dancer. Recently, I've been putting myself in front of my business because, you know, people really want to know now who's the the person behind, you know, um, the curtain. And so I've been, you know, doing that more on social and things like that. But really, my dream is to be able to um, help other people push their own labels and just to be behind the scenes doing that. You can get a good product, but you get to put your stamp on it. And once it leaves my hand, now, hey, it's your responsibility to push it out the door. You know, it's not me having to come in and say, oh, did my consignment sell? You know, like, I don't have to worry about that. And uh, and I just really build nice relationships with people that way. And you're still able to be creative. It's just that you don't have to, like, you know, retail. If anybody has a boutique or whatever, you know what it is about, you know, with the retail side. You are the ones pushing the sales and if it's sitting there, you're kind of like, okay, I need to really move you because you're costing me money. So with white labeling or wholesale, like once it's out the door, it's like, peace out, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> that is the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> not being like you're not Beyonce you're the backup dancer but I love that I'm my business is also behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to relate to that but I also love to shake my stuff so (laughs) like uh oh here she comes here she comes wait a minute you're moving from the back to the front and it's okay because sometimes we want to grow right and sometimes we do have to be the Beyonce of your camp you know and but I mean for me I just feel better just behind the scenes. So some people have a concert, right? Yeah, of course you have the person that's the main headliner, but you have the lights, you have the band, you have the person in the back getting the wardrobe ready, right? So there's so many pieces to that one thing, you know, and I just want to be a part of helping other people also be successful while helping myself move on up. Yeah, that is incredible. I love that perspective. So how do you connect with these brands that you are white labeling with? How do you find how do they find you? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times um, I sell locally. I'm in Washington state. So I had been before COVID-19. I would travel around the state and do different shows. Um, One of the the biggest shows that I really, really enjoyed um, were basically at college campuses. I just love being around college students because it's like the world is so fresh, you know, it's just like, yes, you know, have fun with that. Right. And I just love talking to them. And then I would meet people at the shows, other vendors that are like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about this and just connections, just even speaking with you, you know, I've been able to connect with the business. And so people will see what I have and they say, well, I have a store. Do you wholesale? Of course I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, And there's a company in my local town. It's a, um, a, a brewery and I just I really want to make beer soap for them. I want to make beer soap. I want to make beer soap for them. So I just put a box together, put their label all over it. And then I went in and I, I took the box into the owner and now we're working together on a project. So sometimes I just say, hey, I go outside of my imagination and do the thing and just say, here it is. What's the worst they can say is no. So. Yes, that perspective, it just will take you so far. Because you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. 
So what are some of the things that haven't gone perfectly in your business? I'm sure you've had to learn along the way. So what are some of those kind of not so perfect? The not so perfect things is, you know, you have all these great ideas. You think that they're going to work and sometimes they don't. Um, for the first time, I've been making things out of my house. And so the living room started to be taken over and then the kitchen. And it was like, I was eating out a lot because, you know, you have lying, you have all this stuff. And it's like, you know, um, and so I just decided to, you know, get a studio. So now it's like trying to um, work the business with now overhead, which I didn't have before. You know, and sometimes you see people, they have these really nice businesses and you think, oh, that's going to be me. I'm going to get to that point. But a lot of times when people um, gain notoriety or they get to a point like we don't see the 10 years before. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that they were struggling. We just see that now they've arrived and we think, oh, you're an overnight sensation. They're like, oh, overnight for like what working at it for 10 years, you know? So I, that's the struggle I have to keep in my mind that I always use the tortoise and the hare. It was the tortoise that won the race. So if I keep doing small, consistent things, I'll get there. And um, so I have to constantly keep that in my mind. Because sometimes, you know, like the hair, where they said, oh, you slow poke, oh, take me a rest. Yeah, why are you over there snoozing? Here I come, you know, moving along and getting to the finish line. So I really have to constantly tell myself that, that um, keep blinders on. Because sometimes that, you know, looking over in other people's lane can crash your car, you know, so. Comparing is really a problem, especially for all of us in the online space, because we have like easy access to see. We are all openly talking about our business. You know, I was on a group coaching call a couple weeks ago and she's like, oh, she said what her expense goal was. And I'm like, I've already spent that much this year in expenses. And then it was just like, but at the same time, I have a completely different business. And in that online space, it's so easy to compare Mm -hmm. and we think we know what other people are doing, but we really don't. Yeah. And are people always speaking truth? You know, you know, it's like that friend that you have and it's like, you know, you guys saw the same thing, but when they tell the story and they're like, man, they came in and they were just like, her outfit was so nice. And it looked like, you know, she got it from Gucci and you're like, no, she didn't. It was on sale. Like Macy's, you know what I mean? It's like when this person is telling a story and it's just like, it's huge. And you're like, wait a minute. They didn't say it like that. So sometimes we got to think about that when we're in the online space too, and people, how they perceive this, how they tell stories, not saying they're telling lies, but sometimes it's just in their eyes, it's grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can run with somebody's grand thoughts that really wasn't that grand, you know? Right. Yeah. And you're all beating yourself up for no reason. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we also only kind of see people's highlight reel online. And so that comparison thing is, it's a trap. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Those are, those are some really great lessons. What's something you would tell someone who's in the beginning stages of their business? I definitely would say, you know, know that this is definitely a, um, a marathon, you know, not this quick sprint to the finish line. Um, you'll have to stop get some water and that's like tapping into other resources, um, other entrepreneurs, books, um, can't have everything right away. You know, some things take time. It's like, um, 
like good wine, right? It has to, time helps the wine mature and it tastes better. And so I find that many businesses I've already had, because entrepreneurs, right, we're also multi-passionate, um, you know, that each business I've learned something more and I've grown more and I come at it at a different angle. And one time a person told me I had a store, I was running a store and this man came in, he was like, you know, um, you probably fail at this business because everybody has a business and they fail. And I thought, oh, you know, like, why did he tell me that? I mean, that's, that's really encouraging. But then I had to close my store and I'm like, okay, you know, like, and it reset me. But because I know that I want to work for myself, I don't want to work for someone else, I was going to get back up and I was going to try something else. So just knowing that we make mistakes and, you know, it's a process. So just be in it to win it. I love that. One of my other guests that I had a couple of weeks ago, she mm-hmm. said, your business failures are not your personal failures. And that has really stuck with me as something that in business, you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes. And that doesn't mean anything less about you. It's just part mm-hmm. of running a business. And I'm positive that every major CEO in the world would tell you that they've made mistakes. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, you read books time and time and time again. It has, um, they started this business and then that business failed and they started another business. Um, Yeah, so for sure. So one of the things I love to do on this podcast is that I don't want people to think that once you hit a certain income level or a certain follower account, that business is all rosy and you never have any problems. We like to talk about the real struggles people have at every level in their business. So what's one of the struggles or things that you're currently working through learning to grow your business? Okay. Drum roll. Adding in like strategies and like being strategic about things. So now I'm learning you know, with making soap. So I'm like, okay, if I want to scale right, I have to start taking myself out. So over here being Mrs. Dash cooking with making stuff, like, oh, I had a little more pinch of this and I want a little more pinch of that. Like I'm gonna have to I caught myself yesterday. I said, so if I had an assistant in here, you know, maybe her pinch is gonna be bigger than my pinch, and maybe her pinch is gonna be smaller. Like I'm gonna have to start coming up with exact um things. Like I can't just design off the whim of like making. And so now if I think I'm going to add, um, you know, a, a book, like when you come in to work, like this is what you're going to make today, right? If it's a sugar scrubs, like you use a tablespoon of this, you use two cups of that. Like it has to be so detailed so that when I'm out of the picture, someone can walk in and beat me. And so that's like, you know, that's like taking your baby to the daycare for the first time. It's like, um, so do y'all have cameras? Can I tap in to check, see what y'all doing during the day? You know, it's like, are you going to be okay? You know, baby, call mom if you need anything. Right. So like, it's just very hard. Like, it's just like taking your kid to the daycare for the first time ever, ever, ever. Right. Not that I have kids, but I'm just saying, I'm sure this is what parents go through. Right. When you start to have to leave your business in other people's hands, it's like, Okay. And one thing I learned on a training this weekend was if you expect someone to come in and work your business like yourself, then prepare not to scale because no one's ever going to do it like you. You have to be okay with accepting that things are not going to be always up to your to your level. 
If you want to scale, that's what you have to do. Oh yeah. That's like an entrepreneur, um, like mind blow thing. Like I can't even, that is so true. And that's one of the reasons I have a team, but I struggle with delegating still. I'm like, Oh, it'll be faster if I do it. Maybe that one time. But if I teach them to do it over and over and you're right, they won't do it like you. And you have to learn to let go of some of that control and focus on your role in the company. Mm -hmm. That's such great insight to really scaling your business from a one woman show to growing a team. Yeah. So I guess the word I was looking for was systems. So systems, there we go. See, I'm so afraid of putting systems in. I can't remember the word, right? So yeah, it's beyond strategy, right? It's like systems. And that's where I'm at now. It's like systems, systems. There we go. We said it. (laughs) You're going to need a liberate and lather recipe book for all of your (laughs) products. I know, right? It's just like, oh, but I need to get it started now. So a lot of times things happen to us and it's like overnight. And then you're like, oh, you know, what if someone comes and says, hey, I want to get a thousand bars of soap or I want a thousand candles. Now I, I need to bring somebody in to really help me do that order. And, and I need to go somewhere that day. Well, now here I am in the middle of the midnight typing up. This is what you do. This is what you had to do. If I already have this set in place now, I'm ready for the growth when it comes. Exactly. And it's also, I think, good for, I could be wrong, but it could be good for business like loyalty also, because if I find a bar of soap and I just love it and I want to order it again, you're like, actually, I changed the recipe. Mm-hmm. I will understand, but it might be also a little disappointed, you know, like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that was my favorite. Not that, I, not that we don't understand, but something that people will come to love about you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what's the next big thing for your company? Well, my next big thing that I really, really want to implement is really pushing the journaling side. I just really feel like it's so needed beyond um, the soap and the candles. So, hey, a candle and a journal, right? They are together. Um, Right now, I'm working on workbooks um, that I'm going to put onto Amazon, have published on Amazon. So right now, it's going to the editor. Um, (laughs) And uh, so that's one of the things that I want to do is start implementing those things. Just even day to day. Like today, I had had an appointment and the person didn't show up. And um, I, I, I really had a journal about that because it just started making me think about quality. A lot of times now, people are either... We only want to help you because it is going to directly move them ahead. Or like, I got this job because, you know, it pays the bills. And I really don't care if you get what you want today or not, because guess what? I'm going to get a paycheck. And it's like that type of attitude is, is starting to like be in a lot of things when you call into customer service and stuff like that. And I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs are winning because we're small. And so when that person calls in, they have a concern. We're like, okay, what can we do to help? You know, and I had to really journal about it because it just really made me upset inside that, you know, that's how things are going, you know, and I just really appreciate being an entrepreneur. And that's what I want to keep in my business. Now, I don't know if I went off topic with that, but um, it was just like it kind of made me think about why I really want to instill journaling, because that's so important that we kind of need it with all the stuff that's just going around. You can just have a small little journal in your purse or your bag or your man bag, right? And pull it out and then just jot a few things down. It just helps you reset 
And so that's what I really want to start focusing on. When you brought that up, it made me think of times in my own business where like I created a website and they never launched it. And I really took that personally, like, oh, this is all my fault. I didn't do such a good job. But when I stop and think about it, it had nothing to do with me. I did my part and it's more about them. But in that moment, if I had journaled through it, it would have been so beneficial for like the next step or the next time that happened. Or actually what happened is I kind of used that to navigate who is the right person for me because the right person isn't someone who's willing to spend a couple of grand on a website and never launch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guide my business. So I think that that journaling piece is key. And I do think that it's coming back in as like a trend that a lot of people are talking about mm-hmm. here to stay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have remembered the idea of journaling since we were kids and we have little diaries with locks, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so I wish I had kept some of my old journals because I never do. I'm like, oh, this one's empty, throw it away. But mm-hmm. so crucial for growth and personal growth. Yeah, to look back and um, see where your head space was. And I, when I used to journal when I was like in high school, you know, really didn't have a whole lot of stuff going on besides like who's talking about who. Um, I would go back each year and like look, like each year was like, it was my thing. I would go back and revisit my journals. Um, now, you know, I'm busy. I just fill one up, go on to the next, you know, or if I remember something, which I'm learning to catalog my journals. Um, so I remember um, sometimes I, I I went to Ghana a few years ago. So sometimes I want to go back and have a few memories because sometimes we think that um, something happens in life and then you move on a few years ahead and you're like, oh, you think, oh, well, that really wasn't a big deal. You forget. If you go back to that journal, it'll remind you, especially those types of things help you stay on a good track. Especially when those things will help guide you back to where you need to be. Because sometimes you think, oh, it wasn't that bad. And you go back, you read your journal, you're like, oh, it was bad. Uh-huh, I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know. So they're beneficial in that way, too. Yeah. The other day, I actually just found a journal. It's like tucked in my night. My nightstand is full of books. So it was like just mm-hmm. kind of left in there. And it was a journaling from like 2017 and I was working so hard to reach a goal in business, which now I have hit and like crushed. And so it was really kind of cool to see that there was some of the harder stuff too, but it was cool to see what my mindset was when I hadn't hit that goal yet. And the progression now, because it's been like three years since that, that journal. (laughs) Right. And yeah. And then what happened if your community Say, hey, hey, we want to know about like what was it for you, like when you did, you know, when you were, you know, had your business and when you started it. And now everybody's writing books, right? So now if you decide that you want to talk about what it was like for you to start your business, you want to write your story. So now you have research upon research that you can go back through and flip through and go back to 2017. It was like, oh, relive how it felt like to just set that goal and then to keep going. And now, you know, it's just, it helps you. Even in the future, when you decide to write your book. Yeah, it makes me think I want to go deeper in why I'm setting goals, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, why? Why do I want to hit that number? And it's mostly har- arbitrary, but then you can like go deeper. So that would be really helpful for the next step in business growth. Yes, yes, for sure. And then you have something to go back and look. Well, you had this wonderful idea. And you wrote it down, you went on a few months or years, and then you go back and you revisit it. And now is the time. Like, you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot about this idea. I am actually set up right now to implement this. 
And that could be the thing that just knock you off the park. Yeah. So cool. There's so many layers to journaling. And I love that you've wrapped this up in your self-care products because they really do go hand in hand. They're both crucial to taking care of who we are, taking care of our well-being, taking care of our mental health. Mm -hmm. I know when I'm getting really grouchy with my family, I'm like, oh, mom needs to take a break. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) This has been an incredible conversation, Angie. I am so grateful we met on Instagram. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Where can everyone find you? Like, where's the best place to hang out with you? So if you want to hang out and we have some tea or coffee, right, or a glass of wine, you can always find me on IG. I used to be scared of IG, but now it's my new playground. Um, And um, all the handles are Liberate and Lather. Um, Facebook, I'm there. And my website is liberateandlather.com. And so you can find me there as well. So I would love to hear from everyone. Thank you so much, Angie. This was such an incredible conversation. Yes, thank you for having me. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason. But you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile-long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free 5 Ways to Boost Your Shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com slash community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.